Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I've been reflecting this week on some of the horrible stories that have been in the news about boys. I've often quoted the proverb from Africa that goes something like this, if we do not initiate the boys, they will burn the village down. I believe in that principle. I believe that if we do not give boys a path into manhood, one that trains them, recognizes them, honors them, expects things of them, embeds values in them, uh, and gives them a place in society, they will become the barbarians that invade society. And if anything proves that, it's the past 10 days or so in the news. I'm sure we're all aware that a young man by the name of Elliot Rogers, uh, whose uh, father is a very famous producer and, and movie maker, went on a shooting spree in the, at the University of California a couple of Fridays ago on the 23rd of May. Um, callously, he recorded a video in his car before he went on this spree. And he essentially said, as he had said earlier in Facebook messages and posts, that he wanted to get his revenge on the world, that he had been rejected, that girls would not date him or pay attention to him, and that he was, quote, going to pay back uh, and make humanity suffer. He was going to get even, uh, get his revenge with humanity. It was horrible to watch. What I think struck me the most was the total deadness in his face. He was talking about killing human beings, innocent human beings, by the way. He didn't go after certain girls that he had uh, been rejected by or certain friends who didn't like him. He was going to drive through the streets of a university town and just shoot people at random. His face was dead. You could tell his heart was dead, too. He knew he would probably die. The young man was 22 years old. Uh, Then, as if that uh, was not enough, uh, another story surfaced this week in which a 16-year-old African-American man riding in a taxi uh, just suddenly decided to shoot his taxi driver. Uh, The taxi driver would not go where he wanted him to go. Um, And so they argued for for a moment, and finally the 16-year-old shot the man in the head and killed him. Uh, The interesting thing is, first of all, he was only 16, and second of all, he was absolutely, again, dead to what he had done and to the death of a human being. He said later when he was arrested, after he was arrested, I feel my homies die. Everybody got to die. Um, Horrible. Uh, The police asked him uh, about uh, robbing the man of $500 after he shot him. And the police said, the police asked, you shot him twice? Why? And he said, because that's what I do to people who don't listen. He simply blew the man's head off. The man, by the way, uh, was a fine family man with a wife and two children. He's now dead. The deadness in this young man's face, the total lack of regard for human life, and the reason he gave for shooting this taxi driver, simply that the man he thought the man was ripping him off by not taking the shortest route, um, is again horrifying. Another thing that I I watched this past week um, was a video I could hardly believe. It again is a taxi video, and there's a young man, he looks to be oh, anywhere from 18 to 22 perhaps. He simply reaches up without comment from the back seat of a taxi, puts a gun to the back of the head of an Asian-looking um, taxi driver, and shoots the man, one shot through the head, while the man slumps over, and this is going to be graphic for a moment, with his eye bulged out and blood pumping, obviously with the rhythm of the heart, out of his nose and the wound in his head. This young man simply 
rifles the taxi driver, the dying taxi driver, for what cash is in the tray in the front of the car and for the man's wallet and so on, callously shoving the body hither and to uh, to get to pockets while this Asian man dies. And obviously he's still alive. I don't think he would have survived even if aid had been given immediately. The young man, a young white man, looks out the back of the taxi and looks for anybody approaching and then eventually just simply gets out. All three of these young men show absolute callousness to the issue of death and human life. They are entirely self-absorbed. They are numb to the issue of human life, numb to the morality of their deeds or the immorality of their deeds. They are men without conscience. They are men without soul. They are, perhaps in C.S. Lewis's phrase, men without chests. They have been schooled to violence. They have been numbed to its implications. They are numb to the suffering that they are causing. They are, quite frankly, uh, the perfect description of a sociopath, someone who causes havoc in society but feels none of it. I'm convinced that something wonderful is happening among men in uh, the Western world. There's a, there's a turning, there's a, there's a hungering for a noble manhood, there's a great deal of attention to it, but we really have started quite late. And when you see what 16, 18, 22-year-olds are capable of doing, uh, it's absolutely horrifying. Now, I think there's something, again, as I say, wonderful happening among men. I, I speak to men constantly. My book is uh, getting quite, uh, called Mansfield's Book of Manly Men is getting a lot of uh, attention from men, mainly because it simply challenges them to be good men and to be noble men and to, and to live out uh, righteous principles. But I'm not suggesting that my book is the solution to the kind of things I'm describing here. What I am suggesting is that in the lives of each of these young men, had there been an older brother, had there been a father figure, someone moral, someone confrontational, someone who challenged their thinking, someone who helped awaken their souls, someone who spoke of a God, uh, someone who drew them to their better selves, I think all of these crimes might have been avoided. Uh, of course, we can never really know for sure, and we're just playing a sort of a guessing game. But I do believe that we have to look at these things and realize this is what is going to happen. If we do not initiate the young, if we do not bring them into uh, a band of brothers, a body of noble men, if we do not bring them up into a noble culture created by righteous men who are about mentoring and training and giving these boys an initiation uh, into a valiant, a heroic, manly culture. These boys needed fathers. These boys needed community. These boys needed older brothers who would get in their face challenge their cool, challenge their self-pity, and by the way, in the process, save the world from a horrible, horrible crime. More are going to come. Boys are angry. They are dispossessed, disenfranchised. Um, They are self-absorbed. They are numb to the implications of their violence. And our society, there's a principle that historians often talk about. Uh, Every society is eventually invaded by barbarians, but in the United States, we're raising up those barbarians from within. There's a story also in the news this week that gives me hope, inspires me, makes me tear up, and I think it also perhaps points the way to a bit of a solution uh, to to these other horrible crimes. I think we all know that a U.S. soldier was released by the Taliban in Afghanistan, He had been uh, held for five years. There was finally a trade made uh, by the Obama administration for some Guantanamo Bay uh, prisoners. 
There's going to be a lot of debate in Congress as to whether this was legal, uh, but I think those who got who got their son home, and most Americans don't really care. Um, a man by the name of Bo Bergdahl was released. Uh, as soon as he was put into the hands of commandos, uh, passed to those commandos by the Taliban who had held, held him captive, he was put onto a helicopter. There's a very moving story that comes from this. The rotors, if you've ever been on a chopper, you know it's very, very loud. It's very hard to hear. Um, he tried to speak to the men who were on the crew of the helicopter. He couldn't. He grabbed a paper plate and wrote the letters SF question mark. Um, Bergdahl was special forces. He wanted to know if special, if the crew was special forces. So SF question mark, are you special forces? And the man said back to him, yes, we've been looking for you for a long time. And Bergdahl absolutely dissolved in tears. You can imagine what that would have meant to a man who had been held for, uh, five years. I'm, I'm moved by that story because Bergdahl's band of brothers, his fellow special forces, brothers would not let him go would not leave him there kept looking for him and eventually the man was freed and that's the way we're going to have to be about men in our generation we're going to have to seek them out we're going to have to go and rescue them we're going to have to be tireless in pursuing them we're going to have to get into the lives of the young and realize that if we do not do it we will be allowing barbarians to arise from within and they will burn the village down This is not the most positive or motivational podcast I've ever recorded, but my heart's heavy this week with what young men are doing. And at the same time, very thrilled, very excited, very motivated by the great things I see happening as men begin to step up into their own, get a hand on each other, build a culture and uh, a noble culture and bring the young men into it. The answers, the solutions are within our hands, but the barbarians are approaching and they are our own sons. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author and popular speaker who coaches and advises leaders worldwide. To learn more about Stephen, log on to stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote and performed the Rockin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production. Chartwell is ingeniously led by Beverly Darnell Mansfield. As a result... All rights are reserved. For more information, contact us through stephenmansfield.tv.